Rising kings and queens, welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy, your host. Such a pleasure to be able to share with you. Thank you a million times for listening and tuning in and encouraging me. I really appreciate you, and I pray that this episode is going to give you strength and courage because I'm going to talk about a woman who is the epitome of strength and courage, and her name is. Kia Bawar. I plan to at some point, like I said before, if this thing grows, I want to eventually start doing live podcasts and actually do videos of people. But um, as I mentioned in one of my episodes before, I watch, you know, podcasts and listen to podcasts too. And I'm always trying to find the lesson. And I saw this episode on this particular woman. She is a survivor of sex trafficking, so I am going to put a listener discretionary advisory on this episode. Um, And I really don't think anyone can tell a person's story better than that person. So I'm just going to give a few highlights. I'm going to share the title of her book, which is called 1000 Elsewhere, A True Survivor Story. And again, her name is Kia Bawar. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. But um, in a nutshell, she grew up in a home where there was a lot of violence and out of fear, she decided to run away. And as a child, she ended up, um, you know, trying to escape one hell, ended up in another one after another one. And to make a long story short, she was taken advantage of, her youth was taken advantage of, and she was sexually trafficked. And of course, because she was so young and impressionable and malleable, when she finally started to mature and she realized, you know, what had happened to her, she started having suicidal ideations. And by the grace of God, by the absolute grace of God, she did not um, complete that um, ending her life. And she had not shared, she ran away from home because um, of the violence in the home. Her father was um, suffering from mental illness. He was apparently a veteran and um, very violent, had threatened her, and she just thought that she was going to die. And so she, as a child, 16, 15 years old, I forgot how old she was, she was a teenager. She didn't know that, you know, running away was even putting her at more risk too. And so she kind of tells her own story and I'm going to put a link in the description box to the um, YouTube video that she where she shares her story. Now, when I do these podcasts, and I, I, I want to really reiterate this, it's all about the life lesson. You know, when something happens to people, when we talk about people, it's not about, you know, condemning them or shaming them. Because, as I will say a thousand times, I cannot afford to do that. I'm not in a position to put anybody down or to be critical of anybody because I don't have room, okay? I'm not the one. But I I look at people's lives and I listen to their testimonies and I figure out a way, okay, how can I share their stories and what life lessons can we extract? 
Um, and I'm going to read something to you. This is from Amazon. I'm going to put a couple of links in the description box. And one of the links I'm going to add is one to her book from Amazon. And I want to read this, what she says, because she says this on the podcast. This is powerful. I'm reading this right from Amazon under the book description. It says, every year, more than 300,000 youngsters are victims of human trafficking and sexual exploitation across the United States. What's scarcely known is that black girls are disproportionately at risk of being trafficked and their stories often go untold for reasons far more complicated than mere reporting or statistical oversight. She was given the opportunity to escape the abusive and tumultuous home life and faced with the prospect of meeting some of the biggest and most influential names in the music industry. She was presented with the possibility of creating the life she always wanted. 16-year-old Kia found herself on a Greyhound bus to Atlanta, Georgia in the spring of 1992 lured into a life of debauchery and exploitation that would leave her hollow and disaffected for years to come, she survived. Here is something else. It says, one of the most harrowing accounts of the reality of juvenile abuse and victimization ever told, 1,000 Elsewhere takes you into a world where innocence is traded for survival, where trust is sacrificed on the altar of instinct and where love and safety are dreams scarcely obtained. Few have come out of the shadows to tell their truth, and fewer even would dare divulge the kind of raw and unforgettable details shared here by Kia Bawar. In this brave account of a survival story, Kia leaves readers mesmerized and on the edge of their seats as she details the incredible twists and turns on the unforgettable path that led to ultimate freedom. 1,000 elsewhere will etch an indelible inscription on the walls of the heart and soul of anyone who dares to indulge in this triumphant true story. Triumphant true story. So I'm going to be honest, I have not read the book. I am going to read it. And at some point, I am going to get my life together. And I get off a full-time educator, but I want to be a full-time podcaster, God willing. And I'm going to have Miss um, Lawar come on and share her story. And maybe by that time, I'll be able to do some videos and then my YouTube channel can start to grow. Um, but I, I, when I listen to her story, and I'm going to put the links to everything, the links to her book. I think you should get her book. And I'm going to put the link to the, um, I forgot what's the name of the um, the website of being the YouTube channel, but this YouTube channel is out of Texas and they have these very um, harrowing stories of survival and unfortunately some people don't survive and they tell the stories and Miss Bawar was on and I was just mesmerized and this these are some lessons she gave, and you'll see it for yourself if you watch the video, she gave some statistics about child trafficking and she was saying that it's a multi-billion dollar business. And here's something that I don't think we talk about enough. I'm a business owner and I understand something called supply and demand. Your business will not survive if you don't have a demand. So what is so disturbing is that when it comes to sexual exploitation, someone is buying these bodies. And that's a problem because if if no one was willing to buy children for sex or women for sex or men for sex or anybody for sex, you wouldn't have a business. So it says something about our 
humanity that people are willing to um, do children this way because she was a young child and it was brutal. And then, you know, she she met somebody, you know, in the, in the just innocent and young and trying to escape her pain. And she didn't know that when you're bleeding like that and people are manipulative, and I'm just going to say it, y'all, and nobody wants to talk about it, but it's, a, it's some demons in people. It really is. When that darkness in some people, they will see this instead of them helping her. And she talks about this a little bit. They could have helped her. Like, okay, she's young, she's beautiful, and oh, she had a bad home. We could help her. Instead, what they do is they misuse her and they abuse her. And she was um, gang raped. And she doesn't give names, but when you do the when they do the video, she mentions somebody that's a high profile um, music executive, and you see the group, the music groups. I guess that was the album cover, and you can put two and two together, and maybe she's careful not to say names because of defamation lawsuits or something like that, and she doesn't want to get into that. But let me tell you again, I'm gonna keep telling y'all, you we gotta keep praying. We got to keep praying because some things people just know, even though they they know they're wrong. And so they they rape this girl, they abuse this girl. And then when they finish using her, they kind of just let her go. And she ended up going from one, you know, bad situation to the next. She was trying to find a refuge and she was trying to find shelter. But what I find so interesting, and this is what we have to pray about, is that someone can see her in this very vulnerable state and it says something about the lack of humanity and I I, I just want to say this it's something going on with our men too um, even though in her story she shares that she met this woman and the woman abused her too and used her too but when it comes to this kind of trafficking and exploitation um, it's mainly men. If we, I don't, I don't know what we need to do, and I could really just shed a tear right now, just get emotional. I don't know what we need to do, but there has to be a revival where we are raising men to respect women, because all of us come through a woman, regardless of the imperfections of that woman. You cannot be a human being on this earth and breathe unless a woman gave birth to you. So all of us come from a woman and I believe in the economy of God. Women should be in an elevated state of respect. Some kind of way it has gotten twisted and it's just the opposite. Where the very men who wouldn't exist without a woman, they oppress they abuse, they cast down, and they believe that a woman has absolutely no purpose. They really, really believe this, except to be used and misused by men. And it is painful when I think about it. it, it is, I'm telling you, y'all, I could burst out in tears right now. And to know what happened to her as she tells her story, it was so painful to hear. Um, I've read a lot of biographies and memoirs in my lifetime. And I remember this woman, um, she came to the mall and, you know, she was someone that had very similar situation where um, she reminded me, this woman's story reminded me of a piece of cake by Cupcake Brown. 
another person who was just sexually exploited throughout her youth. And this woman, local woman that now lives in Atlanta, she was originally from Chicago. She was just saying how she was just used and used and used. And then eventually she got on the street, she got on drugs, and she was sharing her story. And I really wish that she would have allowed me to be a ghostwriter. She didn't because, you know, it's I can't do it for free. But um, she had a very interesting story, too. And, and what hurt me was that adult people did this. Just like in Cupcake Brown's case, just like in Kia Wavar's, uh, uh, is it for War's case, um, they all were adults. And they were mainly men, even though women are involved. And you guys, I, I just, I, I don't know what we need to do. I want to ask, because I, I understand now more than ever, that um, we have to, we're going to have to petition God. There's going to have to be a spiritual move. And and it doesn't have to happen like this. I know that oftentimes I try to, when I'm trying to understand things like this, I say, okay, I know that sex can be powerful. What I can't understand is how you can, I still, no matter how I see, people can make a lot of decisions based on this one dimension of their lives and I've seen it where people have let this part of their lives take a lot of control and I know that if you're not strong and you get introduced to certain things when you're young for example pornography and if you feed yourself with this then this is what's going to ruin your life this is what you're going to always be thinking about because this is what you're putting in your life and so many young men it's almost like a rite of passage for them to get involved with pornography very young. And the pornography is not about teaching men how to love. And it's not teaching men how to respect women. And it's not about teaching men um, anything that is wholesome about sex. It's very, very perverted. And it's very, um, it's perverted. It involves a lot of sexual deviation. And, you know, um, it was maybe several months ago, I was listening to uh, one of the life coaches and relationship coaches that I listen to on a regular, and he said something I never thought of. He was saying how, you know, men are watching men and women have sex and, you know, how this is influencing them. And I never thought about this. And so my daughter and I had a deep kind of conversation. And so I don't think that there's this awareness how when when young boys engage in this and watch this, how it is creating all this deviation and perversion because it's it's about brutality, usually towards women. It's also towards men, apparently, well, I understand. I you know, so I, I'm just gonna keep it real. I've seen it up close and personal where it can become an addiction and it can and people will start to do what they see. If you watch something over and over again, and I talk about this, your mind is just like a television screen. You see something, you control what you see in your mind. And when you watch certain things, there is absolutely no way you can say it does not influence you because it does. And so that's what hurt me. You know, she went through all of this. She didn't tell her family because she had so much shame and she had so much guilt. And I can't even imagine the shame and the guilt. Um, I have shame and guilt for stuff that I did, you know, and, and, I, and you have flashbacks. We talk about that, you know, memory is something that you cannot get rid of. Only disease 
and death can erase memories. So if you don't know how to heal your memories and what you learn from her story is she had to heal her memories and a part of healing her memories was being able to tell her story because what happened was, you know, the enemy will beat you up and it'll make you feel so guilty and ashamed when really she was a victim. She was a victim of people not fulfilling, number one, their responsibility towards her as a child. There's another life lesson I want to talk about. And it's, and you know, it's, I know it's kind of sensitive, but we're going to talk about when, you, you know, when you're in a relationship with a man and you have children and that man is abusive. Um, Got to say something about that. But she was a victim and she started to see things differently. And I know when memories come up, you know, she had to learn how to heal and, and very spiritual person. You cannot do it without God. So I don't know what kind of therapy they got out there, but if you don't, if you don't know Jesus, you can't heal from this. And so she has a very powerful story and I want to share her story. And there's some life lessons. And the number one life lesson is, is that you can survive. You can survive. Your bad memories can be healed. She mentioned something like she still has scars. Maybe they're physical scars. I don't know. But you will have a scar. But when you look at that scar, it's a reminder of what you survived. And so, I, I, you know, I can't tell her story better than she can. Again, I'm going to put the link to her book in this description box. I'm going to put a link to the YouTube channel out of Texas that did that featured her story. I want to encourage anyone listening to Bad Thought Therapy to not give up on life and to seek out healing because healing is possible. We all have some varying degree of bad memories that we have to work through. Some of them are self-imposed. Some of them things were done to us. She may feel, and a lot of people have this, like I made the decision to run away. So she might have felt guilty. Okay, I did this to myself to a certain extent. But then what she really was is she was taken advantage of. And we, we have to do something because you see a person out there in the streets and instead of these men helping her and saying, okay, you know, maybe we can give her an opportunity where it doesn't involve us um, brutalizing her body, they did this. And um, I have to pray because I, I, you know, I, I know God, you know, Jesus tells us to pray for our enemies and pray for those, you know, love those who hate us and bless those who curse us. But this sometimes you like, God, this is hard because these people are evil. They just out here doing evil. And it wouldn't, this business, this multi-million dollar trafficking business wouldn't exist if you didn't have buyers. Right now there's a movie out. I'm going to put the description and the link of that movie or the title of that movie in the description box. I cannot think of it right now. The movie was like number two or three um, came out. It's a Mel Gibson movie. It features um, Jim, Jim Cazil, or what I can't think of his name right now, but he's an actor who does a lot of conscious movies, so to speak. And um, I want to um, highlight that movie. Anything that will show how this is happening you guys, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's going to stop. It's going to stop. Keep praying. Your prayers are the greatest weapon when you go to God. Some of this stuff is just outright evil and demonic. And you have to take a stand. And some, when you're just trying to survive yourself, like I'm getting up, I got to go to work tomorrow. I got stuff to do. You know, you're trying to survive. 
and you you know you might can't be out there with a sign or you might not be able to write your you know um, governor or rep you know represent state representative but let me tell you something go to the most high God because God is real and God does not cause this it is man's intentional intentional and rebellious nature to turn away from God inside we know that ravaging a person's body is wrong we know that hurting people rape is wrong sexual exploitation is wrong it doesn't it is it's no way you cannot know it's not wrong because there's an inner monitor in all of us but people override that and it's because there is a group of people in my house we call them network and they are intentional about putting out perversion that's all they do they create perversion they create darkness through their cinema through their cinematography i keep mentioning um i had read this book um just as a great book um what is the name of that book i came right now i'm shooting a blank i've been reading so many different books and uh, lovecraft country and i and the book is just a great book and so before i read the book i just saw one little clip my daughter was getting ready to watch it um the show apparently it was a show and um and i saw you know a little clip of something and i said oh, i don't want to watch this because it had they put some sexual perversion in the show and you know what's interesting it's not in the book the perversion the sexual perversion that they put in this television show is not anywhere in the book they put it in there for a reason and they put though and they highlight certain people because they want to depict certain people in a certain way uh uh-uh. uh i said no I've drawn my spiritual line in the sand. I don't know who I didn't even go look up and see who did. It's going to stop. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to stop. And you've got to believe with everything you have that it can stop. And we have to start praying about this. Babies, children are getting stolen, they're getting abused. I'm going to feature um these people, William and Zachary Zulluk. They are two men um out of Georgia, by the way. There were a couple and they intentionally adopted. I can just no, I can shed a tear right now. Jesus help me. They intentionally adopted some boys, young boys, so that they could sexually exploit them. And um it, it it's going to stop, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to stop. And you have to be vigilant, you have to uh, vigilant, you have to vigilant, you have to protect your children, you have to keep your eyes open. and you have to begin to pray because this the underbelly of all of this is an industry that purposely like i said before creates perversion men are watching it they're you know and and they don't have to watch it i don't care what they say you know they talk about it. they don't have to watch this man i have seen it happen where you have a person from the time they wake up in the morning until the time they go to bed all they do is they fill themselves with this filth and then they can't function they can't be loving in relationships they can't even um engage in um intimacy in a pure way because they have just filled themselves with so much filth and perversion and they act on it and then they act like you know you're supposed to participate in it and you say you know and you're you know and it's all, it's just it's insane and you know it's insane and y'all we're going to have to pray because again this would she wouldn't have even had to go through this if you had honorable men 
let's say she, you know, you know, already she was in a bad, you know, situation at home, young teenager. And I, you know, can tell you, I understand. And you just make a decision. You might make a say, I got to get out. Because in her case, she thought she was going to die if she stayed in her home. But I want to end with this because my time is running up. If you're listening to this and you're in a relationship and that relationship is volatile and you have children, I I know it's easier said than done. You got to get out. You got to find a way of escape. You might can't just, you know, leave and pack up your stuff right away. You have to come up with a plan and you have to, you have to do it for your children because you, if you don't get out, you're, first of all, you're risking your life and your children's lives dying some brutal violent way but then if you do survive they got to deal with the scars for the rest of their life and you can do something by saying I'm going to get out because if you stay in it you're going to die anyway if you get out you might survive and you have to make a plan and you have to be very careful about it you don't need to make an announcement but you got to get out because if you don't there's nothing good going to come out of it. And I, I believe when she ran away, because she she said at some point she was concerned about her mother's safety too. And she said she didn't know when she would just hear some kind of, you know, something about her mother was killed. I am convinced that her mother was praying for her. And I, I believe her mother survived and is still a survivor. I don't know what happened to her father um, who was abusive and suffering from the mental illness. But you guys pray for everybody, but you have to pray and then you have to act because faith without work is dead. And if you just stay in these relationships, these toxic relationships, trust and believe, you're going to create nightmares that people have to work through for the rest of their lives. I'm a witness. You got and it's it's and it's you can't dismiss it. Everybody, you know, I know some people, the way that they cope with the things that they have done is they just take a whole bunch of medication. Everybody, I'm not taking any medication. You know, I've had to heal with the love of Jesus, and I'm I'm here to tell you that you can. Don't forget, you can email me at bathoutherapy at gmail.com. I'm trying to, I need to arrange a show where I give, like, therapy strategies. Like, this is a real therapy. You know, there's shadow work. There's affirmations. There are all kinds of, um, there are terms for these things, and some of us have been doing them for years, and they we didn't, we didn't have a term for them. But I need to talk about some of the things that I have done to help me. And I know that other people have done things too. But facing what you've gone through is very hard, but you have to do it. And you cannot do it alone. And I'm going to end with this. Um, I talk about a relationship with God because it is the only way I know that you can heal and it and you will be truly free. And that is when you go to your maker. Get into that quiet place, turn off everything, your phone, the television, you know, everything, and just pour out your heart to the Almighty God. He, I cannot explain why God allows certain things to happen. The world that we're living in is not the world that he created and wanted for us. It is because mankind has chosen to rebel. God is a God of love and of peace and of joy and not of, of hurt, but of help. And, and not of pain, but of purpose and prosperity and beautiful things. And so you have to understand that, that people have rebelled for whatever the reason. 
there are a lot of people that go through bad things and they turn around and they do it to somebody else. They don't have to, but they do. So you have to go to him and you have to pour it all out to him. The one thing about it, you know, we do do things that we feel ashamed about and we regret. We don't have to feel worse because we're talking and telling all this to somebody else that may be judgmental, may not be understanding. God understands. Pour it all out. Get quiet and listen. And ask God to heal you, and he will. Ask God to restore your mind and your heart, and he will. I am a witness, and that's why I do bad thought therapy, because when I had my business, I met so many beautiful people. But I also met a lot of broken people. And they turned to even more destructive things, trying to cope with their pain. And we don't have to do that because God is real and he will lead you to the right people and to the right things and to the right places and the right resources that will not create more pain for your life and more destructive, but instead they will build you up. They will empower you. They will restore you. And I just want you to know that. So my time is running out. I'm going to put all the links in the description box. God bless Kia Awar for having the courage to share her story. She's a real hero. And I just want to celebrate her and thank God for her life. May God bless and keep you. This is Cherie Hardy. This is Bath Out Therapy. Take care.